Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coach, where we discuss college opportunities and cultivating habits. I'm Saxony. I'm Katie. I'm Avalon. And we are your academic peer coaches. Today, we're going to continue our series where we read Reddit stories and give our advice. We'll jump right in. First question, for note-taking in class, how do you college students suggest? <laughs> that's not a proper sentence, is it? That's not right. We'll go with it. Okay, I'm just going to read it. And as long as we recognize that that's not right. First, note-taking in class, how do you college students suggest? Is bringing a laptop to class common? Like, for what classes is writing physical notes better? What classes is it better to have a laptop? Should you always bring your laptop to class? Also, does taking notes on an iPad make a difference? So the first thing I thought of when thinking about this question is it honestly depends on your learning style. Uh, Looking back on my own experiences, I think every class I've been in, there's been a variety of different ways to take notes, whether or not you are taking notes or you're using a notebook or your laptop or your iPad. Depending on your learning style, I think that's really just unique to you. But for classes that physical notes might be better, probably if you find yourself wandering off, playing on your laptop or iPad, rather than actually absorbing the class material, it might be better to kind of keep that in your backpack and then pull out some physical notes so you focus a little bit better in class instead of (laughs) going onto the dinosaur jump on your laptop. So just a thought. Yeah, definitely. Something that I was thinking about is from the memory side of things, your brain actually registers information a lot better if you're writing letters physically. So whether that's on your iPad or their physical notes, it, just the act of writing a letter A, it feels different than just hitting a square on your computer. And so you're going to remember things a lot better if you do physical notes. And then also it's it's very much recommended to go back and rewrite your notes. So I think that's a good time where you could pull out your laptop and like jot down the key notes or different things like that. But that's my little insight. I really like that. Yeah, so that's something that I'll do sometimes is take physical notes and then copy them onto my laptop from the physical notes. I think that helps quite a bit when trying to study. Moving on to the next question. This one's a little bit funner. Is going to bed at 9 p.m. and waking up at 3 a.m. to study a good idea? My sleep cycle is all messed up. I don't know if this is right, but it seems like what my mind is leaning towards. I tend to get lazy by the end of the day and procrastinate more than study. I need advice, please. Honestly, if you are getting it done and it's not actually impacting your ability to study, focus, and absorb the material, again, it's, I don't think Weaver really cares or any college really cares when you are putting the time to finish your homework or look at your assignments. But if you're able to still attend class and be attentive and to actually dedicate mind power to the work that you're doing at 3 a.m., you know what? Gamer hours. Do it. If it works for you, yeah, I say go for it. I love that, Katie. Everyone has their own style and everyone has their own way of studying. So go with what feels best and easiest. Something to keep in mind is as adults, we run best on at least seven hours of sleep. People tend to think that six hours is a good way to go, but seven hours is actually pretty good. So as long as you're getting seven hours of sleep and also something to keep in mind is that like 3 a.m., that's when melatonin actually is at its peak. So you're technically producing the most amount of melatonin. So if you do choose to study at three in the morning, might as well get a happy light or something to kick that melatonin out. Then you'll be able to focus better. Wow. I love the science aspect of everything. I was going to mention the just make sure that you're getting the proper amount of 
like hours of sleep I counted and this is six hours I was like maybe go to bed at 9 p.m wake up at like 4 a.m or 5 a.m to study gonna do that but you you got all the signs down yeah I I was gonna say pretty much the exact same thing that you guys covered Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter when you study if you find that you study better at night why not study at night at night as long as you're able to focus and you're resting as much as you need to and taking care of your body why does it matter whether you study at 4 a.m or or 4 p.m. Like, whatever works for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Next question. My plans are crumbling and I don't know what to do. For the past quarter of my life, I've planned on going into software design. It's what I've wanted to go into for a long time. But now, here I am in my second semester of college, failing both Calc 2 and data structures, and not for lack of caring. At this point, I'm thinking I might be needing a different major, but I honestly just don't know what to do. Any ideas? I have a few thoughts with this. I think this is something that students often build up their majors and their careers in their minds. And when we hit roadblocks or some sort of obstacle, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in the wrong spot. We start thinking that we are not able to finish college or the major is wrong for me. I'm destined for something different. Obviously, I'm failing Calc too. But If you take a step back and you truly think, okay, software design or whatever major you're interested in, if it's something that you actually care about, you're deeply interested in, and it's only these prerequisite courses that don't actually have anything to do with your major, I'd say that it's important to take the time and weigh whether or not you want to put in the effort of putting in more study time and trying to better yourself at Calc 2 and data structures and whatever is keeping you from actually attaining the degree in software design or the major that you're wanting to go into. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is there's always going to be roadblocks. No semester is going to be easy, especially when you're going out of general studies and you're actually going into the meat of your major. There's going to be some difficult classes. So what I recommend going on from here, if you do realize that this is something you actually care about, is going into tutoring talking to your peers in your classes, trying to figure out different ways to gain additional information, different support, and try it again. If you fall, get back up every single time. That's all that matters. Katie, I love that. I really don't have much to add to what Katie said. I think that I would sum it up in this quote. It's a favorite quote of mine that I always take. It's, success is going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. And so I just love how Katie said, just keep going. If, if it's something you're passionate about, don't give up. There is time, there is energy, and there is a lesson to be learned. Who knows how many people you'll be able to bless with your experiences. Yeah. 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 And it's also so important to remember that just because you're struggling with one or two classes in your major, that doesn't mean that it's not right for you. That doesn't mean that you aren't intelligent. It doesn't mean that you aren't good at this whole college thing. Maybe it means you struggle a little bit more with Calc too. Like, every expert in their field has probably had a subject that they really struggle with. Mm -hmm. And like Katie kind of mentioned, this is a good little plug for us too. If you're struggling with this kind of stuff, there are resources on campus for you, whether it's tutoring or making an appointment with your academic peer coaches. There are resources and just don't give up because struggles happen. Yeah. That's just kind of the way that it is. Okay. And then our last question here, how to not get discouraged. Basically, I studied maniacally. It makes me giggle. Maniacally. (laughs) Maniacally, okay. Basically, I studied maniacally for this exam. Failed it. 
I ha had 63% out of required 75%. I had double the mistakes I thought I would have, so it came to be a bit of a shock, especially because I almost never fail my exams. I have a second chance at it in 10 days, but I feel super unmotivated. I truly felt like I understood the material, and also I solved basically all practice papers, so now I don't even know where to study from. Give me some hope. My first question is whether or not you have access to this first exam where you can look at the questions that you had problems with to try and like rewrite your brain's like understanding of the subject. Because if you do feel like you have truly understood the subject when it turns out you had a 63% on the questions, it might be a good idea to reach out to your professor and ask for a copy of the exam, whether or not you can look at it like once on Canvas. Sometimes you can re review past questions that you have submitted. I would write those questions down, especially if you thought you knew 100% that it was right, and review it, look at your past material. But if this is not something that you can do and you can't look at the test, then I would, again, recommend talking to your professor and asking for like a SparkNotes suggestion of what you can do to improve on, especially if you have 10 days, because you can really look into a lot of information within 10 days. So... Don't let this keep you unmotivated, especially because you have a second chance. That's all we can ask for. Yeah, I really love that. When I'm reading this, hearing this beautiful story of just the the discouragement, it just it's one of those those moments where it's like these are going to be the times where you look back and just feel so much gratitude for the challenges that you've had to help you become who you needed to be. So I have a personal story with this. I was in my second chemistry class. I think it was my third, actually. And my first exam, I went in, I thought I was going to do great. I thought I knew all this stuff. I did not do well. And I was very discouraged. And I knew that I had to do super well on the second exam to get the grade that I needed to, to get. And so the second exam, I actually studied like crazy. I went into it and I did not feel confident at all. But it was crazy how I got the score that I needed to get. If we believe in miracles, it was a miracle. For sure. <laughs> I don't know how. But... When I'm reading this story, when I'm seeing it, I think the biggest thing is put it to the test. Just study, do what Katie said, reach out to resources, reach out to people that can help and give it a second chance. You have 10 days and those are 10 amazing days of 16 hours a year awake. So there, there can be miracles. <laughs> we believe you. Those are good. Too good. We've got the, the academic how to study for it, which is great advice. Uh, talking to your professor in cases like this is always so good. And if for some reason your professor isn't helpful, maybe you try to think back on the test and like remember or try your best to remember which ones you felt most uncertain about while taking it. I guess it depends on how long ago uh, you took the test. But reaching out to professor, always great. And then really just like remembering why you care about what you're learning, remembering why you want to do this can kind of help you persevere through difficult tests and stuff like that, in my opinion. So thank you all for listening to part three of our Reddit stories. We'll end this episode with a quote from former Scottish Secretary of State Walter Elliott. Perseverance is not a long race. It is many short races, one after the other. See you later, Wildcat.